Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. I'm joined today by three representatives from the East Carolina swim team. Um, we've got Richard, Randy, and Ryan. and just you know introduce ourselves say a little bit about who you are uh, within the east carolina program richard maybe we could start with you that'd be fine uh this is uh richard kobe and i was the head swim coach at east carolina uh for 35 years uh 1982 to 2017. Uh, um i'm randy palandro i just finished up my sophomore year swimming at ecu and my name is Ryan Brennan, and I also finished my sophomore year swimming in East U. Awesome. Um, so to to get things started, um, I, I I would like to start with today. Um, can you guys tell me a little bit about where you're at today, um, just kind of emotionally and also in term, you know, coming to terms with um, your swimming careers, I guess. Go ahead, swimmers. I'll let you answer this one, then I'll get in the financial part of it. Gotcha. Um, I'll go first. Uh, right now, it still doesn't feel real. Um, not going, not going to be back at Minji's next year. It's kind of crazy to think about. Um, I am in the transfer portal, so I might be switching schools. Uh, not sure. There's a lot of things that have to happen. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. That don't doesn't feel real to me. Um, I am also in the transfer portal, but for me, it's – I'm really struggling with deciding if I want to swim or if I want to continue at ECU because both are such a big part of my life now. So I'm sure, I mean, the support that we've seen trying to save the program is more than I could have imagined. So hopefully we can get somewhere with that. Yeah. Richard. Uh, well, you know, I retired three years ago. And uh, I, I, I'm back <laughs> working now uh, since uh, as of two weeks of yesterday because that's when we found out that the program, had, both programs, had been eliminated. Um, and I'll just say that when we all heard this, I know I was, uh, having spent, you know, 35 years there, uh, was shocked, angry, and all the emotions that you can imagine. Uh, I mean, this is a program, and I think anyone, I think everyone knows that it was one of the two top athletic teams on campus and, and has been ever since uh, its inception back in uh, 1953. This program had been around for 66 years. Um, it had incredible success. You know, um, they've, we've won 21 conference championships. We've won four of the uh, last six championships in our conference and four of six uh, of the last championships at East Carolina. So when we heard that news, obviously we were, um, we were scratching our heads. How can possibly, if not the best, uh, one of the top two programs eliminated without any thought process of what would it take financially to bring it back? And at this point, 
you know, we've got 600 plus alumni strong that we're meeting with a committee every two nights on Zoom. Uh, we've raised, uh, you know, over $400,000, got letters and emails. We're doing a, a, a media blitz uh, starting next week with the TV and the newspapers. So we're trying to do the best we can to get the message out there. And basically what we would like is for you know, anyone that wants to help, uh, you know, we have our own uh, website now. It's saveecuswimdive.org. Anyone that like to pledge either to our GoFundMe program, which is to help with the, obviously the payments of the media blitz and then a five-year pledge form. Uh, so we're not giving up easy. Uh, we're just trying to get uh, the word out. Uh, we'd like someone from the administration to reach back to us and say, you know what, uh, let's see if we can't make this happen. Let's see if we can bring back sport with so much success in history. So at this point, that's kind of where we are. And uh, we hadn't heard yet from anybody, uh, but that doesn't mean we won't. You know, we're making calls every day. We've got a, uh, not only a media blitz next week, uh, but a call and email blitz. So we're not gonna let, we're not gonna go away easy. But we want the swim community to realize that at some point we've got to stop what's happening to these, these so-called non-revenue programs. Because we all know that most programs at any university are non-revenue, uh, you know, even football. Uh, you know, if you're not winning, you're losing on the financial side. So uh, somehow this needs to, this needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on that note, you know, you brought up some of East Carolina's history and how that kind of didn't make sense. You know, it's obviously it's a very storied program. Um, I'd, I'd like to, to, to continue with um, getting some of your perspectives on, on what drew you to East Carolina, you know, Richard as a coach, Randy and Ryan as swimmers and, and what made East Carolina so special to you all? Go ahead, guys. Well, for me, um, what drove me was the experience. Um, when I was on campus on my trip, I immediately felt um, as a part of a family. They, they got along well. They're great people. It was really a family-oriented program. Um, top to bottom, senior to freshman, everyone felt as one. It was a really great experience for me. Um, when I decided to swim in college as a freshman, I actually wasn't sure if I was going to go swimming in college, so I didn't talk to many schools. I didn't even take a trip to any schools, and uh, Jobs reached out and told me he was going to give me a shot and said I could, like, with the swimming in college, it could be a really good thing for me, so he gave me a shot, and the second I came, like Ryan said, it was just everyone was supporting everyone and it was just you you knew you had 50 friends right off the bat when you stepped on campus so I think that was my favorite part and that's what will I'll miss the most Richard well I'll tell you uh, I, I came here in 1980 and I came as an assistant coach under Ray Scharf and took over in 82, and, and I was a, a grad assistant at West Virginia University. So uh, I was in Raleigh for two years as an age group coach and then got the call to come here as a teaching faculty and as the assistant 
coach of the uh, university teams. And I'll be honest, I didn't know much about East Carolina uh, until I obviously got on campus. And then uh, it was incredible. I mean, the atmosphere, fans, uh, everything just uh, grabbed me. And then when I took over in 82, I stayed and I'm still here. And uh, so it was, it's a very special place, with very special people. And I've said this many times before, um, it just didn't feel like the pirate way what happened. You know, that, that's not who we are as pirate fans and, and so forth. So hopefully with this media blitz, we'll get the message out. Everyone's heard, kind of heard what went on, but we need to have them see a little bit and hear a little more. And uh, hopefully things can change. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that kind of leads us to um, the, the day the program got cut. Did, did any of you three see this coming whatsoever? Um, was there any, any signs of this? I know we had reported um, <clears throat> a, a few days after the program was cut that the school, you know, the athletics department had maybe had um, some financial trouble, but I don't know if that was really made public or, or came to light um, before these cuts started. Um, so what was that day and that experience like for you three? So yeah. earlier yeah, in the go week, ahead. No, no, you go. Oh, earlier in the week, um, we were told uh, from one of the athletic compliance people that we had a compliance meeting on Thursday, um, not really knowing where it was going to go, what was going to happen. We heard that they were thinking about cutting sports, but everyone was told that they had a compliance meeting. So when that Thursday came, it was around like noon-ish. And within the first five minutes, he said we were cut. And it was just shocking. I didn't think we would be cut, especially coming off of a championship year. Um, I couldn't believe it. I remember the Tuesday before is when I started reading online the articles about ECU cutting up to four sports. And of course, I was like, worried but I didn't think that it would be us and then I remember shortly after that we got the email about the meeting with the athletic director about compliance and I remember people on the team we were all talking and we were like no there's no way and then um I started to get a little more worried and then I remember waking up that day and I was thinking to myself there's no way I was really positive about it and like Ryan said within the first five minutes we heard that we were going to get cut along with tennis. And directly after that, we had a team meeting with everyone's cameras and sounds on, and you could just see the devastation in everybody's eyes, and it was not a good time. Uh, I didn't find out until uh, the coach, uh, Coach Matt Jabs, uh, called me when he found out. So it was a surprise to all of us, and it's unfortunate because we could have could have worked on what we're working on now to have saved this program. Now, we're still working on to save it, uh, but you know that we're not going to have everyone that was on the team back just because, you know, these kids can't wait around, uh, which is unfortunate because, uh, as Ryan said, the guys are coming off the championship. This is the only championship the university won all year. And uh, so – I think the, the financial problems here are, are, are real. I think they're looking at a $10 million uh, deficit. But I got to tell you, the, the 
little bit of budget that the university swim program is on is not going to help help that uh, at all. And uh, we're ready to raise, and we have raised a lot of money, and ready to help support and fund uh, the program. Uh, we just need to get that green light so we can make it more official. You know, when things are official, folks are more apt to give give some money. So we're, you know, we're working hard. You know, we've done all kinds of interviews and podcasts and, and whatnot. You know, some of these guys are turning into media stars. Um, but you know, th- this all we want is an ear, and uh, you know, we're going to keep working on this thing because yeah, we, you know, we realize that some of these athletes are not going to be back. The important issue is to have this program back and then we can work from there. So, uh, you know, anyone that's listening to this, you know, once again, get on that website. It's a whole story about what's going on. And uh, we're not going to go easy. Uh, We're not going to go without a fight. That's who we are. So uh, things have just begun. We're just starting to get, get rolling here. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and and uh, just to reiterate and, and to be clear, you have raised over four hundred thousand dollars to reinstate this program, but you have no direct. You've gotten no direct answer from athletics or compliance um, about what it might take to reinstate the program. Is that correct? That is correct, and we have a couple of donors that have um, deep pockets that truly are ready to give much more so than what's in that fund we have right now. So we just need someone to listen. And it's, it's, it's shocking that at this point uh, we haven't, you know, it's not like this program was, you know, was on the edge or it was, uh, uh, had no tradition or history. And, and I hate to say it, but we have several of those, uh, a few of those on campus. Um, but yeah, so, like I said, we're, we're keep on saying we're waiting for that hero to, to, to come forth. Hopefully if it, maybe it's our athletic director that says, you know what, you know, maybe we can make this work. We don't have any need for anything to be done in the facility. That, you know, I think that was brought up as an issue, but it's not, it's not mm-hmm. at all. That uh, facility was uh, renovated about six years ago. It's absolutely gorgeous. I call it the Cameron Indoor Stadium of natatoriums. Uh, you know, we don't need anything but, but water now. And so uh, one more more financial question for you, Richard. Do you have a, a rough estimate or of an idea of, you know, uh, what what is the yearly cost of the men and women's ECU I do. Team? I have the exact number. I think all the sports took a 20% cut uh, mm-hmm. last year, and I think – the budget for each men's and women's program was right at uh, $650,000. That includes uh, scholarships, coaching salaries, operating budget. And, you know, when you're $10 million in debt, you know, 650 grand is is not going to save you much, especially when the athletes last year, they paid over $800,000 out of their own pocket to go to school. So, okay, the athletic department may be saving a little bit of money, but the university is losing close to a million dollars a year. And the athletics is also losing some alumni. I can't tell you the number of Pirate Club people that have called me and some of our own alumni 
and the potential to have even more alumni out there that are giving back is, is going to be lost. So the, the financial, it was a quick fix for a long-term problem. And mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's not, it, it won't help. It just won't help. Yeah. I mean, and, and doing some very quick and rough math, you know, that's, that's 1.3 million for both programs annually. And you guys have already raised 400,000, which is, you know, roughly a third of that. Um, which, which is, which is really incredible. Um, can we talk a little bit about that experience? You know, all three of you, how have you guys, um, been a part of this fundraising experience? How have you engaged and supported the program, you know, from the time that it was cut, um, up until now? So I actually created the petition on change.org and it exploded and went up. I think we're at 18,000 signatures right now. Um, but other than that, I've been sharing on my Instagram stories, Twitter, uh, about how, what people can do to help save it and just spread the word around. Yeah. What, what, what are some of those things that people can do? Uh, to well, obviously to donate to the GoFundMe. I think that's the biggest thing right now we're trying to yep. push towards. Um, the GoFundMe account will go to uh, media and advertising, which would show people what happened and how to help fix it. Um, sharing the... Uh, going to the swim ECU swim and save ECU swim dive uh, website is a good way to help save you. There's a lot more information, a lot more um, facts and stuff on there. That would be another good way to help and pretty much just spreading the word. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just getting the word out there and letting people know how hard we're working for it and all the support we're getting. I've been sharing on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I think, is a good one because all my family is spreading it to everyone they know and just trying to get the word as far as it can go. Yeah, uh, that's, that's excellent. And once again, that was saveecuswimdive.org. Save and that's a, it's been up and running for, I think, three days now. And that really explains our story. And anyone that likes to give, it's right there. But, uh, you know, Money talks, and uh, like you said, we've at least we've raised that much, and we have a lot more that we could raise. So much more if someone would just, you know, crack that door open a little bit and uh, give us a shot. I mean, you know, once again, this is a, one of the storied flagship programs. That people were were shocked. I mean, not just you know athletes, but you know just regular folks in Greenville and Pirate Club people. So we need their help too. Yeah. Uh, I, I know it might be uh, hard to see, see it in a, in a positive way, but have you found um, good things to come out of this? You know, it certainly seems like many, 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 uh, you know, from alums to common citizens have rallied around this program. And, you know, when you get a group of people coming together, it can be very powerful and really positive, um, as we've seen from the fundraising campaign and as we've seen from your social media campaigns. Um, you know, have you, could you share any unexpected positives that has come from this initial program cutting? Well, I mean, I'm not sure that there's a lot of positive. It's nice to see our alumni rally, but realize that anytime your your a program gets dropped it's 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 
heartbreaking. Uh, so the only positive thing at all, yeah, would be the fight that that all these alum have for their 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 program, and obviously the people in town and whatnot. But you know, we need a lot more people to be passionate about it because the only way this is going to be positive, you know, in the long run, is is to bring it back. It would be my view. I think. I knew we had a lot of support from our alumni. Um, we had the alumni meet and the alumni tailgates and all the people who have on the team would come up to me and the rest of the team and talk about their stories and how good of a time they had. But seeing it now on the Facebook, especially with all the posts and all the support and the videos and everything, it's just great to see that people aren't giving up and they're trying really hard to let us continue to, what, to do what we love to do. So. That is a good thing. If none of this has been easy, but if there was one positive, I would say the support would be the best. Yeah, definitely. Just the support from the alumni has been awesome. Um, it's been cool to meet some of the people and some of the former swimmers and share stories. And it's that's the thing that's, that's the best part. If there has to be one about this whole experience, just knowing how many people are behind us fighting for us to continue to swim. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to to kind of um, end on a positive note here, um, even though obviously this is not a positive thing, um, do you guys have uh, highlights or or a favorite story from your ECU experience that you can share to really, you know, drive home the importance of this program? Yeah, definitely. Um, my like the moment I felt like I was a pirate, I would have to say is my first college meet. I didn't know what to expect. It was against UNC Chapel Hill, um, and it was in Minji's. So Minji's was rocking. It was loud the whole entire time, which I thought was the craziest thing. I was from high school, from a small, small town. Uh, no one really went to the meets, and just going to being at a meet with Min, at Minji's, it was crazy. Everyone was going nuts the entire time. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, and I think – Again, my favorite part was just having those teammates there for you in the pool, out of the pool, no matter what you're doing, like dorms and like if I ever wanted to go get food, I would just text in our group message and like ask the team who wants to go get food and we would all go together um, at meets, no matter what you're swimming, who's swimming, everyone was cheering like you were winning every event you swam and that was always made me want to go faster and no matter how I was feeling. So I just think the family atmosphere is the big part that I liked. And Coleman, I'll say both these uh, guys said it best. When you, when we have meets in Minji's pool, there's not a hundred people there. There are several. The place is always packed and typically it's standing room only. And I coached there for 35 years, and so obviously about half of our meets were on the road. And when we were on the road, typically we outnumbered our opponents' parents at away meets. So, you know, this is what, that's what makes this decision even harder, because we weren't swimming at home in front of, you know, just mom and dad. The place was slammed, and the atmosphere is – I have never seen it at any other facility. Yeah, uh, 
Well, Ed, do you guys have have any closing thoughts, remarks, comments that you would stories that you would like to share um, before we wrap this up? Uh, I just want to talk about the last day at conference this year. It was absolutely magical. I would say we were projected to lose the meet by 14 points uh, going into the final session, um, and everything was perfect for us. We 200 back, Merrick came out and win. 100 free went amazing. Two breast, the mile was great. We had that was probably the greatest session I've ever been a part of. Everyone was screaming. It was loud. It was, it was like we really came together as a team and we won. It was awesome. That was just crazy. I love that. That was also a great moment. I think if that had to be the end, it would be the perfect way to end. But I also think that was going to roll into next year and the following years that day everyone was just so pumped and we were i know we were all so ready to get back in the pool continue that on so yeah my closing comment would just be people let's not let's not take it this anymore it's time for the swimming community to stand up and and just say this is not going to happen uh, we can save this program and we can save more than just our program. We can save some of these other programs. Um, we should not be the reason for, you know, bad decisions, uh, you know, at any university. You know, you just can't cut the best sport on campus. It makes no sense. So, you know, we're just asking folks to bring us back. Uh, we're ready. Well, Richard... Ryan, Randy, uh, it, was, it was so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your honesty and sharing your perspective. And hopefully um, we can get ACU Swim and Dive back up and running. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Hey, do you love swim swim as much as I do? Do you want hours of endless practice footage, race video, and a guide to the best pancakeries in the country? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel below. And follow us on social media at Swim Swam News on Twitter and Instagram. If we get a million followers, I might just eat a million pancakes. Only one way to find out.